Hello and welcome to Talking Triple Crown, part of the Kickout 299 Network. I'm Jessie, whose pronouns are she, her. I'm Alicia, my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Rachel, my pronouns are they, them. A very special episode today as Talking Triple Crown celebrates its 10th episode. We finally made it to double figures. And of course, the 10 episodes are not counting the mini episodes, so don't come at us saying you've really done 12. <laughs> October was a shorter month, but it wasn't short on the drama and great wrestling, so let's talk about it. Before the show, there was a 10-bell salute for Antonio Inoki, who passed away the day before. Yuji Nagata was in the ring holding a picture of Inoki. Junior Saito, Rei Saito, Yoshitatsu and Tajiri defeated Shuji Ishikawa, Izanagi, Hokuto Amore and Takao Amore in nine and a half minutes. I thought this opener was fine. The Amore, Suji, Izanagi team really got the crowd going. I liked Hokuto trying to out-sumo the Saito twins and completely failing. I thought that was pretty funny. The double Omori takedown was really nice. I like that they work together. And one negative note, one of the Satos, I think it was Ray, I'm not 100% sure, was doing the claw grip thing to the head. And I just really dislike that move for some reason. It's just, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's, it's a move that is a little silly, but it always works on me. I, I just, I thought it worked. I thought it built their characters pretty well, if that makes sense. I also really enjoyed um, Hokuto trying to out-sumo one of the Saito brothers. It's really funny. He just has a very, he has a good sense of humor, that Hokuto Amori. I thought what was interesting is that Wada was on commentary Mm -hmm. and he was talking a lot about Giant Baba um, right around the time when Takao Amori was walking out. So it's clearly in reference to him and we were heading toward uh, Takao and Kento's match towards the later half of the month. Um, I would have loved to know what he was saying about uh, Giant Baba, but that's um, clearly what that was in reference to. So that was really interesting. This is actually a pretty good opener. The crowd was super into this. Takao was really involved with the match and it's just a really good vibe. The Aura TV title match was next. Toshizo defeated Dan Tamara in 10 minutes and 22 seconds. Unfortunately, we didn't get a double goal, Dan, but he was actually pretty good in this match. His lariats are getting better and better, and his fight back was good and really believable. I'm happy the bell's getting defended. The title can kind of fade into the background and end up as a prop, so at least it's getting enough airtime. Yeah, I really like this match as well. They both played their roles perfectly well in this with Toshizo, you know, being a, a much more overt heel and Dan being that just very like solid baby face. And he really is um, improving so much. So yeah, just a very solid match and another really good defense for Toshizo. Yeah, Toshizo is uh, shaping up to be quite the champion, actually. Um, we could be looking at the belt kind of getting elevated because <laughs> uh, it's just like you said, Jesse, they're actually using it now. And Toshizo's been putting on some some pretty solid defenses, and Dan looked great. I really have nothing really to complain about here. So I'm kind of interested to see where this reign is, is going. Toriyano defeated Black Menso Ray in 7 minutes and 48 seconds by countout. I didn't hate this match as much as I thought I would. I'm not saying I liked it, but with these two, you know what to expect. You know what you're getting. So I didn't have the highest of high hopes for this. 
I did like the added touch of having the New Japan announcer announce Yano and the All Japan announcer announce Menso Ray. I thought that was pretty cool. Tape was involved in the end with both men taping each other's legs together. This wasn't for me, which I don't think is very surprising. I was going to say, I didn't think it would be. (laughs) It's not my particular brand of All Japan Toru Yano shenanigans, but it was fine. I just wish that we could have certain other people from the B and C teams at New Japan coming over rather than Toru Yano, which is not to disparage Yano. I actually like Yano quite a bit, but I just would like to see other people. And uh, yeah, that's it. Would have been interesting if he came out as like blonde Yano and just shocked Mensure, who was ready for a <laughs> ready for a comedy match and, and it ended up getting... <laughs> dark heel Yano but no uh, I'm, I'm pretty much with you it was exactly what I expected from front to bottom like just all what was it sub eight minutes and there wasn't a single minute that really took me by surprise um it, that's it it wasn't bad it was it just is what it is Jake Lee and Yuma Oyagi defeated Swama and Kono in eight minutes and 32 seconds I have rewritten this about 20 times the first time I wrote my review was just about 10 sad faces but I now have some words, so I hope they make some sense. Jake and Yuma working well together. They even have a new double team move where Yuma kind of boosts Jake up for a standing moonsault, which looked good. But Jake is a very tall man and it kind of scared me since his head was kind of close to the ground. Voodoo Murders have a case of the Yoshitatsu Kingdom, which is to forget they were ever fighting and go back to normal. I was so happy last month when it looked like they were almost over. I was just like tears of joy, but it was a rip from me. The Satoru's turning and joining Voodoo Murders, I think it was kind of stupid. In my opinion, when people turn heel, I want it to be memorable and shocking and exciting, like Jake's turn or even Yuma's turn on Kento, which is burned into my brain. I can still picture their faces. This was disappointing and frustrating. As soon as I came out to the ring, I just sighed and I was just kind of sad. I know that they're kind of older, mid-30s, and you have to somewhat rush them. But they're still learning and developing. And I would like to see that happen without weapons and voodoo murder bullshit. Plus, I don't know how you two feel about it, but I don't feel as connected to them as I do other rookies like Anzai or Inoue. If they joined, I would be more shocked than what actually happened. No, I adore you, Jesse. I adore (laughs) you. No, so I love this. I love that we feel very differently about this whole entire sequence. So off the top, I just really enjoyed this match. Um, it was a great little preview of things to come in tag league. And actually I thought that the voodoo murders interference was kept to a minimum until the Saito brothers and Taru run in to introduce that angle. So that was actually going, I think really well up until that point, like Jesse referenced that moonsault that Jake did off of Yuma's hands onto Suwama was so fucking neat and such a good use of Jake's skills. He's really into parkour now. If you follow him on Instagram, he posts a lot about the parkour gym he goes to. Um, He posts really cool videos from it. So you're going to probably see a lot of that in some of his matches with Yuma. And I'm really looking forward to that in tag league. I think that's so cool. But like I was saying, this this match I thought was really solid. Um, Even from Kono, who I think is um, the weakest member, um, probably besides Taru of Voodoo Murders. Um, I thought it was really solid. But that angle, I thought that was actually like kind of fine. To me, the Saito brothers, like, like Jesse, everything you're saying about them is like completely valid. I just think that they are very clunky. And I think that putting them in Voodoo Murders will serve them because they're still going to be able to learn. It's probably pretty good that they're going to be working with someone like Suwama that way. However, 
the brawling sort of style of being in voodoo murders will serve them better because they can hide some of the clunkier parts of their wrestling right now in that style. So I think that really is going to serve them well. And that's why it's a really good fit. Um, it just will kind of protect them from being exposed in a way that their counterparts don't look as clunky. They are still always going to look like that because even though like, you know, they came in at like a certain time compared to other people, they're always going to be that much more behind compared to everybody else when it comes to the wrestling. So this, I think is just a really good, fit for them. Um, I also thought it was really nice that during the end when they were like just all brawling back and forth during the angle, um, Hakatoa Mori is usually, you know, he's the first one to run in and try to save Jake. He didn't run in and save Jake. He ran in and saved Yuma, which was really cool. Some of those new like Hantai dynamics at play there, which is really nice. But yeah, I thought this was actually like from this, this particular day, like this was probably like my favorite match. I think um, I really enjoyed it. I thought the angle worked really well. And I think that that the Jake Lee and Yuma versus Kono and Suwama match worked really well up until the angle sort of interrupted it because of course Taro had to come in and blow the powder and the whole thing but otherwise I thought this was really great. You liked this match more than the main event? I don't remember what the main show. was right now. Okay never mind well we'll oh no, it's don't... the boys it's the lads. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, don't tell her. I mean... <laughs> it's fine the, the, I mean the, the, the lads are fine they did very good okay, okay. but I really we'll enjoyed this. I'm excited for tag league. And I thought that this was a really good setup for tag league stuff. I did too. I did too. Um, that's, that was my main takeaway was, man, I can't wait for tag league. And I think that was the point of the match. Um, I think everything Jesse said was really on the money um, as, as was Alicia's honestly. Um, yeah. I, I was really happy that you mentioned um, Hokuto coming in to save Yuma. Cause that was really surprising to me. Uh, that he's sort of fitting in with sort of the rest of Hauntai and they've sort of become more and more as a gelled solid unit. And, and that's just really exciting and interesting. And um, I think we're going to have a little bit more to say on that towards the end of the month as well. Kosuke Fujita, Ryohei Oiwa, Yuji Nagata, and Yuto Nakashima defeated Kento Miyahara, Rui Inoue, Takuya Nomura, and Yuma Anza in 14 minutes and 14 seconds. I absolutely adored this match. If it wasn't for the main event, this would be my match of the month. I loved it that much. The All Japan and New Japan rookies just had so much damn fire and fight in them as soon as the bell rang. And even once it finished the match, they were still going. Inoue and Fujita continued their little rivalry. This is the third match I think they've been in, that they've been opposite. I wanted to continue. They're just so much fun to watch. A couple of things I want to point out. They kept mostly to the veterans versus veterans and rookies versus rookies, except for a few expectations. And I think that worked perfectly. Kendo's little salute to Nagata before landing the drop kick was perfect. And it was hilarious. <laughs> Every one of Nomura's slaps popped me. I love him so much. The one where you can't see him, but you can hear the slap. And then the audience reaction was amazing. Kento's massive sell of Nomura slapping him was peak Kento and perfect. And I want, to see their tag league run right now. I'm so excited for this team. And in the end with Kento with one arm around Inoue and one arm around Anzai was the best end. Just saying, these are my rookies. Look how cool they are. They're mine, not yours. I couldn't tell at the end if Kento was trying to like continue to incite something between um, Nakashima and Anzai. I couldn't tell if he was like trying to help or trying to incite toward the end. I think he was doing a bit of both. 
but I completely agree with you. I actually, um, I completely forgot how good this card was because this card feels like it was two years ago because it was before <laughs> the 20 day break, but this match was just awesome. I mean, you had the, the more veteran guys, but they weren't even really the stars of the show. It was the, the young lions and then the all Japan younger guys and everyone just like played their part in this anyway just looks like he's been wrestling for so much longer than he actually has been and Anzai like he really held his own and looked great against Nakashima like Anzai is on this insane tour of like different types of match scenarios the man's not even on like his trials yet and yet it feels like he's on his to seven trials already right it's so interesting but anyway looked fantastic in this and um I love seeing Fujita Oiwa and Nakashima, they are so talented. If only like those guys came over from New Japan, I'd probably be a lot happier because they're just like so entertaining and so talented. But yeah, this was great. And then obviously Kento like being so supportive of Anzai and um, anyway, and like raising their arms on the way out of the, uh, of the ring was like just lovely. It's just a, a great match. If there's, you know, a top five, I suppose we could put together for like matches of the month. Like this would certainly be one of them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. This match is just, it's its perfect. It's tried and true. There, I don't know. There are so few matches that top the genre of young rookies from different companies trying to prove something against each other. Like you get that sort of rival schools feeling that just, it's its so intense. I love it. You know, whenever Cyber Fight Festival does it each year, I loved it, I loved it here. Um, because you have that element of also um, Nagata and Kento being there and um, wanting their kids, their sons to prove that they're the best. And it, it just had such a great energy. And um, I was thinking the same thing that you were thinking, Alicia, was that we should get the rookies over here. We should get the young lions instead of uh, some of the old timers, the B players, as you said earlier. Um I, I wouldn't mind that. I would love to see us doing sort of, I guess, interpromotional excursions instead of shipping them off to uh, wherever well, overseas. Yeah, no, we just we just send them to all Japan for for a we'll, little while. Yeah, we'll take the young lines, but I don't really want to send our guys over anywhere else yet because I'm selfish. Oh no, but... no, 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 no! By interpromotional, I specifically meant NJPW sending them over here. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was no even exchange. It's not an there. even exchange. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> If, if they want to do, if New Japan, this isn't disparaging New Japan at all, but if they want to do this whole excursion thing, then they really need to commit and just send them over and not expect anything in return. Yes, so, expect nothing yeah. in return. It's probably for the best. One last thing I want to say about this match is it is on YouTube. And if you don't have AJPW.TV, please watch this on YouTube. It is great. It's such a fun match. Just go watch it. Next up, we have the World Tag Team titles. Shoto Oshina and Ruki Honda defeated Koji Doi and Kuma Arashi in 14 minutes and 31 seconds. The problem I had with this is Doi and Kuma are the team that All Japan bring in when they want to give the tag champs another successful defense. In my opinion, they don't look like credible contenders anymore since they lose all the time. And it's such a shame since I really do like them. And when they first started challenging for the belts, I wanted them to win the belts. I was so excited to see, okay, this is a new team. They could win and bring some fresh air into all Japan. If they were ever going to get a chance, the moment has passed, unfortunately. I did think this was a good match, but I guess the whole doing Kuma thing kind of brought me out of the match. But it was fine. It was really good. 
these four men are good I would say watch it if you want to it was pretty good I thought it was a very solid match for all involved it's definitely not my favorite Honda and Ashino defense this year but these guys will always go hard for each other and it definitely showed in the wrestling I don't necessarily think that the ship has sailed on them because I I have found it hard in my years of watching wrestling to believe that the ship is ever going to sail truly on anyone. However, they don't necessarily come off as credible because they have lost so many times at key points. So that is something where, you know, I don't know. All Japan, I guess, has to decide if they're worth, if they're ever going to be worth pulling the trigger on. We just don't know if we're going to see that, if we're going to continue to see them kind of have one foot in the door, one foot out the door. Cause I think that them having a lot of like indie bookings probably plays a role in some of that too. I'm not sure. For example, like Sato takes a ton of indie bookings, but like, it doesn't really affect necessarily all of his booking in all Japan, you know? So like, I don't know, I can never say what the deal is there, but it is a shame that when um, they step up the challenge, everyone has that tone of like, oh yeah, well, it'll probably be a good match, but that'll be a defense, like a, you know, successful defense for the champions because they just don't come across as a team that's going to win anymore. So that is certainly a shame. Yeah, I actually, it didn't even occur to me until I was watching the match that I truly did not expect uh, Kumadoi to win. Like, I really did not think that they were going to come out of this. I At no point during the match did I think, oh, snap, are they actually going to, and I watched this match unspoiled, but I still didn't really get that feel. And um, I think when I wrote this notes and I'm looking at my notes now, when I wrote it down, I said that this um, match never and, you know, typical took it to a higher gear, but I actually don't think that's true. I think it was just like Jesse said, where it was um, my, I guess my suspension of disbelief never really hit that higher gear. So um, the match didn't quite hit for me. But I, I think it was good. And I think what Alicia said is very valid where they all clearly liked each other and they're all going to give each other a lot. But um, I think it just came down to, I never at any point really um, believed that the outcome was going to be different. Suama and Kono came to the ring to challenge. We'll get to that later in uh, the show. But I just want to say, can all Japan keep Suama away from the belts for a while? Not even a month ago, he lost the triple crown and here he is right back in the belt scene again main event time and it was a junior heavyweight title match Askil Yagi defeated Rising Hayato in 18 minutes the last time the junior title match main evented was in February 2021 where Koji Iwamoto faced off against Shima the last time a main evented Korokin was all the way back in February 2013 where Yoshinobu Kanemaru wrestled Suji Kondo on to the match and I thought these two guys absolutely smashed it out of the park I love this match so much Kenzo on commentary was losing his mind was the absolute cherry on top of this match they proved why juniors should main event big shows and if you look at Hayato's first title challenge earlier in the year and compare it to this one it's night and day it's a hundred percent different he has improved immensely when he was on the offense I was freaking out so much I was basically Kenzo on commentary in my room watching this match (laughs) When he hit the senton followed by the leg drop and then the line saw, I thought this was it. He's, he's won. It basically gave me a heart attack. I thought Aski's reign was already over. The Spanish fly from the top rope took a bit of time to set up, but it did look beautiful in the end. And a fiber splash followed and Aski had his first ever successful title defense. I was not super happy that Hayato was going to be the first defense for Aski, if anyone remembers from the last time we recorded. Yes. Um, 
I still would have put him later in the rain, but ultimately I am glad we saw this match at the outset because it was really special. They were the right two to headline a Horkin with. This match felt about as high stakes as it could get with these two pulling out like every stop in their arsenal and Kento losing his shit on commentary in the background was really important. When you have the ace of the company just audibly and visibly like putting this kind of main event over, it really adds something to the whole affair. And it says like, this is important and people need to take notice of this. Um, it really, I think, added a lot of credence to Otsuki's reign in particular, being the new champion and really signifying this is like a new start for the juniors, which is fantastic. The reverse Frankensteiners towards the end of this were just jaw dropping. There's like about a dozen spots I think you could point to in this match where like Jesse yeah. was saying, like you'd be like flipping out the same way Kento was. I think that all Japan should keep this belt on Otsuki as long as possible because he'll really tighten up his game through this. Like you can still see moments where both of them are, they're both so talented and they're both improving all the time, but they have those little things in their game they need to tighten up. But I would love to see Hayato come back and be the one who actually dethrones Otsuki at the end of this reign. I think that would be such a good use of him. So again, I, I hope this is like a very long reign uh, for Otsuki so it stabilizes the junior division and then Hayato can come back and dethrone him and it would make, I think, a whole lot of sense for them and their rivalry. Yeah, that was exactly what I wanted to get at as well is that uh, I had sort of hoped when we were both sort of, all of us actually were uh, pouting, I guess, that uh, Hayato sort of deserves more than to be the first uh, defense. Um, I had thought, you know, well, he could be the first defense and then, you know, power up and, and come back and take the belt later and and that's what this match sort of spoke to me um it's it it's it's just amazing it really was like the the near falls the some of those bumps <laughs> were a little scary um but yeah there there was a lot of um kento freak out moments that uh you could feel in your your whole chest um and like you said that's definitely added to the narrative alicia that that was perfect a lot of the pictures of him as well um if you please seek those out because <laughs> it's just that one moment in time where he's just screaming it's it's just great um but yeah i want to point towards what hayato posted on twitter afterwards uh that if and it, actually i think it might still be his pinned tweet um about his loss and saying you know if if you're going to be the hero i'm paraphrasing if you're going to be the hero otsuki then i'm going to be your counterpart i'm going to be your antithesis not necessarily his villain but his rival someone opposite of him and um so he sees a lot in this rivalry obviously otsuki sees a lot in this rivalry and i can't see it any other way that the company also sees a lot in in this and as they should because it really is their chemistry is incredible we're going to talk about that at the end of the month as well and it's just um yeah i it's it's just an extremely solid match and it's definitely my favorite of the month um and i'm looking forward to the the hero and the anti-hero um and how they develop as it were yeah Aski and hayato is going to be the rivalry for the junior division and just to see the start of it I think was very special to see this is like this is where they started I was watching that live they're already amazing how much better can they get and they will they will get better these stories <laughs> there you could just tell and I, I like that you pointed out how much uh how much Hayato's grown since and I mean obviously visually but also you know in the ring and since his uh, last um challenge it's just um 
it's just really good. And you can see how dedicated they both are to growing. So nothing but optimism towards these two, really, truly. It's it's just good to see. And it's good to have that optimism when you watch a match. So if you find you need a little bit of your love of wrestling restored, um, please just check out this match because it will make you love wrestling. Straight up, it will. Day two was on the 22nd at Sandro Welfare Hall. Sandro is a founder of All Japan Giant Barber's hometown. They got an audience of 1,018. They were calling this show the soul of a champion. Tajiri and Takuro Nikki defeated Izanagi and Black Manso Ray in seven and a half minutes. Suji Ishikawa defeated Ryzen Haito in seven minutes and 49 seconds. Looking at the card before the show, I wasn't super looking forward to this match. I thought it was a bit weird, but now I saw it, I want more. It was just so good. Suji gave Haito so much room to work and he took every single second of it. The noise Haito's back made after landing on the mat after the drop kick sounded so painful. I felt so sorry for this guy. And when Suji caught Haito, who was basically doing um, the back spring off the rope and Haito was vertical at this time, it was a bit scary, but it was executed perfectly. And I just want more of these two, please. Haito is amazing. Like I, I was this is one of the best matches of the month. Like if you are like, again, if like we were to make a top five, this would make it like, it really was an outstanding match. Who knew that these two were going to pull this out on this random card uh, in giant Baba's hometown, like just like outstanding. We referenced it before, but I am just amazed all the time at the remarkable progress that Hayato has made. I think one of our first episodes was me saying that I was concerned because I think it was like one of our first episodes was the, what was it? The Sugi defense. Mm-hmm. Yep. I said, I was like, he looks so green and he's not up to par with his peers. And I'm concerned <laughs> about what's going on with Hayato. I really said that. And yet that, that wrestler that was in that match is not the same as the guy who fought Shuji Ishikawa on this card to, uh, you know, on the 22nd. So it's just, it's, it's, it's remarkable how he, he found the higher gear and he really, um, the progress he's made is just outstanding. It's two different wrestlers. You'd never think they happened in the same year, but uh, I loved this match. I mean, they work together so, so well. And like Jesse said, like, I want to see way more of this. And we did get them again in another tag, which was awesome too, later on. Ate those elbow strikes. <laughs> But uh, it was it was just great. It was uh, it was a fantastic match, and like you said, the, Alicia, you summed it up perfectly. That wrestler at the beginning of the year is gone, <laughs> just a completely different person, and 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 it shows. Um, this match was just really classic, really good, and it was it was short. It was a good breezy watch. So another one to just sort of. Uh, check out and, and enjoy it and there's really nothing nothing to dislike here it's um like you said one of the best matches of the month this is a good month like this is this was a good <laughs> month with a lot of good matches um and this was a good one to come back to after the 20 day 20 day oh. break we had so it, it definitely made me do a little bit of like ajpw's back baby <laughs> <laughs> Jun Sato and Rei Sato defeated Dan Tamara and Ikaru Sato in 10 and a half minutes. This is actually the first time we've seen the All-Asia Champions together since they won the belts and the first time we actually see Voodoo Murders Sato brothers. They use chairs because, of course, they're now Voodoo Murders. This was fine. I do have a question for you. Do you like Dan's new facial hair? Do you think it makes him look, I don't know, bigger, manly, more rugged? <laughs> 
looks handsome. Yeah, I liked it well enough. Yeah, I think he looks good. I mean, every, every show he sort of um, shapes up and ages just a little bit. Yeah, and um, he, he he's kind of, yeah no he does. Um, it's it started what in um, I think it was Champion Night three. We started to sort of notice him coming into his yeah. own and, and becoming a little kept bit saying like why is he suddenly looking older? <laughs> yeah, like he's becoming a man, yeah. uh, which. I always make a dumb little pun about because Don means boy. So um, yeah, he's he's becoming an Ototo now. I'm very, very proud of him. But no, I, I like the facial hair. I thought it was cute. And I thought the match was okay. Like it was it was what I expected it to be. So it got progressively more plotting with the chair mm-hmm. interference. Like this was really like just fine. <laughs> like yeah. as soon as they brought out the chairs, like it became very plotting you're expected to believe that Nikon Lee would be so easily distracted by shenanigans and like it never comes across like well with her because she's so like on her game that like it just doesn't come across well to me but it was definitely a clunky match and I you know Dan is (laughs) poor Dan he always has such bullies to stand up to but he really is a very convincing babyface champion so he pulls it together very nicely but like yeah just a clunky match on this card Suama defeated Yoshi Tatsu in 10 minutes and 44 seconds. This was Tatsu's 20th anniversary match and it did not go his way at all. Suama was instantly angry stepping into the ring. He got right in the referee's face, grabbing his shirt. It was strange. The Saito brothers came to the ring while Suama was holding the referee back and they delivered a double choke slam to Tatsu. This match gets a rock solid myth. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's sort of funny that Tatsu's 20th anniversary match was just getting the shit kicked out of him by Suwama. But at the same time, like they've had such better matches. The double choke slam did look kind of brutal. So there's that. But yeah, there's there's not much to this. Like you can find better Tatsu Suwama matches. Masanobu Fuchi, Asushi Onita, and Yuma Anzai defeated Maso Inoue, Ryo Inoue, and Jinsei Shinzaki in 14 minutes. I thought this was just a bit of fun. Fuji doing his stalling scoop slams to all three of his opponents and straight away grabbing his back like it was the most painful thing in the world. That put a smile on my face. Just seeing Fuji out there is just really good. You know, like we've said before, he is getting older. He's getting towards the end of his long career. So just to see him in the ring, to see him having fun and getting the pin, it was really great. Anita, after the match, calling for him and Fushi to go after the All-Asia Tag Belts, and they reminded everybody they are the 100th All-Asia Tag Champions. The pop on the miss spot for Onida and Masao in a way killed me. That was awesome. I thought it was really cool, specifically that Anzai got to work with another legend in Jinsei. Like, it's it's unreal um, what like Anzai has gotten to do since his debut. <laughs> like, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> It really is like very much like the super rookie, so similar to like Suwama start. Like it's it's just so fascinating to see. This was the best old man match this year by far. This is a really good old man match. They 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 worked hard in this match, and I love when people beat up Masao in a way. He's very good at being beaten up. Yeah, I was I was stoked for this match when it was announced, and I mean, you you guys know I'm a huge fan of Jinsei. Um, so I was, I was just vibrating and I love, I always love going to Masao world at all times. Um, so this, this match did not let me down. Um, when you had mentioned earlier, um, 
Anzai's sort of road to, um, I'm assuming he's getting trials, but his, his road towards that already is just um, picking off. The first thing I thought was his work with Jinsei. Um, yeah, I, I just, this match was fun and, um, I enjoyed it a lot. It was, it was a very good old man match and, um, they still let Anzai and in a way do their thing and, and they shined and they can't ask for better than that. So it was quite funny. I didn't watch this whole match live. I only watched half of it. Mm-hmm. And once I put it on, I was like, why is there this weird green tinge like on the camera? Like what's happening? I didn't realize Misk was involved until like I saw the ground covered in green mist. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I actually enjoyed. I I don't like mist, which we will discuss later. Um, but that that was fun. So Toro Shino, Riki Honda, Sega Tajibana, and Yusuke Kodama defeated Jake Lee, Yuma Oyagi, Asuki Oyagi, and Hokuto Amari in 13 minutes and 42 seconds. First off, I have to ask, what is Goa's entrance music? It's just weird noise I don't understand it I'll be completely honest I was really looking forward to this match and I was kind of let down a bit it was good and fun but I think the eight-man match that the main unit had the next day was better and on another note Jake has a new move which is an atomic drop it isn't a serious move at all and he's acting more playful so I think this is the way he's heading and this move is perfect for him yeah I also uh I don't get the Gunier of, of Anarchy theme. I don't like it. It kind of sounds like an Avenged Sevenfold demo. I don't know why they went in that direction with it. It's very odd, very confusing. So I don't know. I Not for me. But um, I agree with Jesse. I think that I wanted something more out of this and we didn't quite get it. But it was, I did, I missed Hantai a lot in the 20 day break. So it was just nice to see everybody. So that was kind of nice. I thought Honda and um, Amori in particular worked really well against each other in this match and they worked like particularly hard. So that was really nice. This was the debut of Honda's lavender hair. Very, very, very important. (laughs) This was like one of the more exciting things of the month for me. Um, It looks really good. It looks Mm. really, really good. Mm. Ew. You don't like it? It's okay. Um, I prefer the blonde. I really do. I I, the old, I don't know. I, lavender hair rarely works for me. The only person I like it on is Kenta. I'm sorry. Well, I like it. I, <laughs> okay. Jesse. That's fine. I just think, you know, if you're going to wear the gold and black panties, you're, you, you should have a little bit of gold up top too, you know, like it just should blend together. It looked, it re- looked really cohesive before and now it just looks a little weird. Well, you can't match all the time. Jesse, how do you feel about the hair? <laughs> I have to agree with Rachel. I like the blonde hair better. And also, Ooh. I saw on Twitter today, Suji had his hair dyed, and it's kind of lavender as well. So he can stick with lavender hair. But he's having fun. Honda's having fun. So let him dye his hair or different colors. Let's see, let's see what works. Honda is having fun. That's it. That's, that's actually the whole promotion. So you can just this, sum it all up with Honda's having fun. This podcast has two fake Honda fans on it. I am the only true Honda fan. That's what we were hey, I never said I was a big fan of this guy, remember? I That's true. You're not a big fan of Honda. <laughs> <laughs> You've been burying him since like December. <laughs> oh God. I, well, I'm sorry. I brought it up. I love the purple hair, but this was a fun match overall. We got like a jumbo O out of Jake too, yep. 
that was cute. Um, yeah, I, I wanted more from this as well, but um, it just didn't really get there. What did you think of the atomic drop? I think it's fine. I think that it's nice that he's being a little bit more like lighthearted. I just think that it's all a little bit strange because it's like, you know, all of us like are tapping our watch because we have no idea what he's doing about his gear. So like, I just Mm -hmm. like, all of that is a little like weird and in flux, I guess. So yeah, the lightheartedness is nice. I think like the move really works. Um, We'll talk about a match later where he gets a lot of use out of it and they use it to great effect. So yeah, works for now. Main event was a triple crown match. Hensui Miyahara defeated Takao Amore in 24 minutes and 41 seconds to retain. I said on Twitter that the winner of this match was never in doubt, but Omori gave such a good performance, he made you believe that he could actually win. Fuchi Emisao Inoue was at ringside in Omori's corner. That was a really nice touch, and Fuchi grabbed a sign from the crowd. The person who made it said on Twitter that Fuchi said it was amazing that you made something like this, which I thought was really cute. This was very much a classic All Japan main event where it takes time to build up, and it had a great underdog story with Omori. And this was just so great. It was such a fun main event. Omori really gave it his all. He made you could believe he would win. Him yelling Axe Bomber and hitting one on Kento, sending him to the outside, really got the crowd going. And it was one of my favorite spots of the match. Ifuchi almost throwing in his jacket to end the match and saving Omori was a great little extra that they put in. And on Twitter after the match, Kento said, Giant Baba, did you see this? All Japan was and still is the best. I am the inshakable ace, Kento Miyahara. Yeah, this match made me cry. <laughs> it's it's just, it was good. You got to, to see, I guess, the old dog have his day. Um, and it just, this is sort of what I was getting at when we were talking about the um, GOA versus Kumadoi match where, you know, you know the result and nothing about the match made me believe things were going to go differently where you said it perfectly here with Jesse that this match made me believe it it suspended my disbelief perfectly and that's what wrestling should do it should bring out that emotion out of you it should make you throw away any rational thought that you had and just feel and this match just makes you feel Um, and I and I loved it I thought that Kento just put his whole heart into making Omori you know, look like this incredible underdog who just wanted to shine. And thank you for, you know, sharing that tweet with us. Cause that's, wow. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful moment. It really is. Um, Alicia, I need to hear your thoughts. <laughs> to me, like this match just sort of exemplifies everything to love about Kento Miyahara as a performer, mm-hmm. but Takao Amori is still an incredible worker who really should have gotten his roses a lot earlier in his career. I loved every, every bit of this. It was an extraordinary match. Kento working heel to give to cow those moments to really look like a baby face, just like on the verge. If he just had another minute, he might've gotten it. I think that was um, incredible storytelling throughout. There really were some near falls in that where I thought that it could have been to Kawamori going over Kento Miyahara for the Triple Crown in 2022. <laughs> and I might not have been that upset about it oh, based yeah? on how that match went because it really was a beautiful thing. And yeah, I can't, I really like, it's hard to sum up like, <laughs> like how, how cool and how special this match was 
And I just think that if like, you're going to show people, you know, why they should be watching all Japan, why they should be looking into Kento, I think this is a great example of why. Um, this is, you know, what Kento can do to elevate a performer, to make you believe in another performer when he's in the ring with them. That is why Kento Miyahara is the ace. He does such an extraordinary job at doing that. And he made you believe in both of them. He made you believe that Takao Mori could beat him. He also made you believe in his power as an ace when he won. And that's extraordinary. Fuchi, like like Jesse said, rather, uh, threatening to throw in the towel for Takao only for Kento to drag him back up from the mat for more is also just like incredibly like Kento. Um, I loved the drama of that. I loved the character work of that. And like the crowd just losing their minds for everything that Takao did. Um, Again, because Kento was working heel in this match was just phenomenal it's one of the the probably one of the better um all japan main events of the year to be sure i don't know if uh, we mentioned it but it was takao's 30th anniversary match as well it mm-hmm. was kind of a celebration yeah. he got a lot of balloons and flowers and stuff like they do for anniversaries in japan and he got one from june akiyama which was really sweet as well yeah it was so pretty they posted pictures online we move on to day three which was the 23rd at Eden arena osaka Tajiri and Yoshitatsu defeated Black Manso Ray and Izanagi in six and a half minutes. Jun Saito and Rei Saito defeated Yuma Anza and Yuji Nagata in 10 minutes and 47 seconds. <laughs> I only have one note. It says bad news. Look like the Saitos will have Taru for their manager. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, my note here is we are really in the VDM era now with Taru showing up just to valet the Saito brothers. So yeah, that's about <laughs> what it is. Like, it's, um... <laughs> It's showing you the, we all got worked like multiple times on this. VDM is going to be a thing for a while. (laughs) So everybody better buckle up. Yeah. And my only note was, um, well, at least Taru has a nice jacket. So I guess that's where all of our brains are at. All Asia tag team title match was next. Dan Tabra and Hikaru Sato defeated Yusuke Kadama and Sego Tachibana in 13 minutes and 26 seconds. This was the best tag team title match of the day by far. I really like this match. All four men were great, but I really like Tachibana and his performance here. I think he kind of knocked it out of the park. Tatsu, who wore his entrance mask for some reason, and Tajiri came out next to challenge. Tachibana, man. He was popping commentary and me early on in this, so we were in for a good time. This was just a good fucking match. This is one of my favorite matches of the month, really, and Tachibana really was like the star of it, which is fucking awesome. He really is like enjoying this little resurgence since they created Gunyar of Anarchy and he's benefiting it from it in a, in a big way, which is fucking awesome. Cause he's so talented. He's a great character worker, but he's also a very good worker. And it's nice to be able to see him doing this now. Um, Cause he was so wasted on like, you know, whatever Yoshitatsu kingdom bullshit was going on at the time that they were using him before. Dan and Tachibana worked great against each other awesome chemistry it was, it was really cool um kodama is a terrifying man because he yes. manages to nearly fucking kill himself doing a tope every other match it's unreal sato had to check on him after that one tope the camera caught that, it. yeah yeah which was so fucking scary but he was fine and then dan getting the pin here was again just the right call but like him and tachibana did such a fucking good job in this match it, it was just it was awesome. It was awesome from start to finish. My final note on this is making me kind of laugh because it's kind of sad. I wrote, apparently, I will not accept Jiri and Tatsu as the next champions. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 I 
very declarative on that. Uh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I certainly um, was like, oh, another throwaway match for them, huh? Um, that's that's literally, it was like, okay, so we're getting a real rain. But um, anyway, moving on. We'll talk about that one later, um, very soon. And uh, yeah, this, I mean, you said it all. This match was just great. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that they sort of were able to give a real showcase to, I don't want to say like the other Gungir of Anarchy um, members, but you know, they, they sort of are your kind of number the junior members. Yeah. The junior members. Um, I mean, that, is, that is what they are. And um, you got that the spotlight and I'm really beginning to buy into this whole zombie gimmick of Kodama because there is no way he should be able to survive some of the bumps he takes. Um, but here he is. Um, no, that match is just, it was fantastic. Definitely, like you said, in that top five um, of the month. So please seek that out. Seahawk, El Lindemann, Shigehiro Irie, and Issei Onitsuka defeated Jake Lee, Yuma Aoyagi, Hokuto Amore, and Ryu Inoue in 10 minutes and 16 seconds. Like I said before, to me, I like this match a lot better than the eight-man tag match the day before. Omari and Yuma copying Suji and running down to the ring with Inoue made me laugh so much. Yuma just didn't stop running. I don't know what was up with him. It was just <laughs> hilarious. This, I think the Strong Heart Boys were the perfect people to play up Jake's atomic drop. They're just really good with like the comedy spots with that, and it was just perfect. Iri just throwing his body into people always get me. It kind of shocks me. I think, oh my God, this guy's going to get injured. But he just throws his body like it's nothing. It was fun, short, and it really was all it needed to be. I'm with you. A lot of the comedy in this hit really well because Strong Hearts are the exact right people to play off of Hantai. Um, Strong Hearts doing Jake's pose, like right as Jake was coming out, was also really funny. And then Jake getting in the ring and doing it with them. That was really cute. Yuma and T-Hawk had a great first exchange too. And it just like made me miss how often we used to have strong hearts around because their tags are, are usually pretty fucking killer. We had like a weird break. Um, I think pretty much after T-Hawk lost to Kento, we stopped seeing strong hearts in as much. So we had a pretty long break from them, but like it was nice to see them because these guys all gel together so well. Some of the comedy stuff between Jake and Elindeman was also really funny. I have no idea how Elindeman's tope landing was so clean. Like it didn't have a right to be as clean as it was um, given the type of spot it was. And you wake up brutalized on that finish, but he was so fucking good in this match. Honestly, I think Inoue was once again, like the star of this match. It's like the theme of, of Inoue recently is that he kind of comes into these matches with all these other established stars. And yet he is the star because he's so good and he works so hard. He really took like like basically four finishing moves back to back to back to <laughs> end this match, but it looked fucking cool and he worked his ass off. Um, so yeah, this was just super fun. Definitely better than the, um, what was it? The eight man, the, the night or the show before. And it was just awesome to have Strong Hearts back for this type of match. Yeah, I also have written down like, man, I miss Strong Hearts, um, which, you know, Strong Hearts has always been something that's just kind of exists in the Pearl sphere. You can't really avoid them. But uh, when they're gone, you sort of feel it. And um, and yeah, it was it was good to have them back. I actually I like um, Onitsuka quite a bit for, you know, a younger guy. Uh, he's he's pretty good for me. Um, and then, like you said, in a way. I, I can only expect huge things out of him in 2023. I really think we're going to get 
quite a quite a big um, moment for him coming up very soon because he is really coming into his own in a big, big way. Suji Ishikawa, Takao Mori, and the bodyguard defeated Kento Miyahara, Rising Haito, and Oji Shiba in 12 minutes. We are just so lucky and so blessed. We got a live performance by the bodyguard who came to the ring singing his theme song with Suji behind him doing some weird walk. I don't really know how to describe the walk he was doing, but just watch it. It was weird. The camera kept cutting to Kento, who looked confused and pissed that the attention wasn't on him. And even at one point, he was a bit scared. <laughs> And, of course, it's a bodyguard match, so it has to start with a pose off. So, skipping to the end, the bodyguard wins, his music plays, his team leaves, Kento is still in the ring, and his music starts to play. He targets a child, gets them to clap, blows kisses, and leaves. It really is all Kento pro wrestling instead of all Japan pro wrestling. That's a great way to put it. This was fun. I, I did like this, but it's because of what Jesse said. It's because it was all, Ken- all Kento pro wrestling. Him re- reacting to the bodyguard was very, very good. He also, like, as soon as he saw the bodyguard was doing a bit, it's like he needed to then be on his bullshit because he can't, like, he has to pull focus. So, like, he patted down Wada. Like, he did all kinds of shit in this that, like, were just, like, absolutely unhinged. I also have the note here that Takao Amori's hair right now is excellent. I had a lot of hair notes this month. (laughs) But Takao Amori's hair right now is excellent. It's a great cut for him. Yeah, I really have, like, most of my notes are just, like, unhinged Kento behavior. That's really all the match was. Like, Kento used Wada as a shield. Yeah, it was great because it was so entertaining. I was not expecting it to be like this or quite like this. Um, It's just unhinged Kento behavior out of nowhere. Really good work from Hayato and Oji. And then just, you know, pretty solid work from the old men. The junior heavyweight title match was next. Asuki Oyagi defeated Minoru in 16 minutes and 9 seconds. I was a bit worried when this match was announced. I thought Asuki's reign was very much in trouble. Minoru was very harsh about the All Japan Junior title, saying that amongst the three top junior titles, All Japan was definitely on the bottom. Even with saying that, he wrestled like he wanted the belt. Asuki was on the defense for the majority of this match, and there were a ton of close calls. I think this was good, but it didn't reach the heights of Haito and Asuki from day one. I think this is the kind of successful defense that Asuki needs to really solidify his reign as a serious reign in a win against Tiger Mask wasn't just a fluke. And after the match was a really sweet moment with Minoru sharing some private words with Asuki. Hikaru Sato, Kokuto Amore, Rui Inoue, Dan Tamara, and Ryzen Hayato all came to the ring to challenge. Asuki proposed a junior tournament and it's about bloody time the juniors got a tournament this year. Minoru said backstage he has high hopes for Asuki and will be watching him. Yeah, the announcement of the tournament is obviously, I think, not a coincidence with who was holding the belt right now. Mm -hmm. I think that's fantastic news and really indicative of how they feel about Atsuki being the one holding the belt right now. So I think that can only be fantastic news. So there's that. I did think this was a good match. Um, There were some insane near falls, and I think it's just wild the level that Minoru still performs at. Uh, like I said before, I think there's like the longer this reign is able to go on, the better and crisper Otsuki's performances will become. He really is just improving all the time. And this was obviously a very different match than the match we saw at the beginning of the month with Hayato. This is not Otsuki really working his match. He's adapting to Minoru's match, which is um, interesting to see him play off of. So it was still a good match. Them having that moment afterwards was really, uh, really very sweet. And I agree with Jesse, like this was a very important win for him to have against um, an all Japan junior who was very important to the history of that belt within the company. So this is a, this is a title win or rather a title defense that needed to happen. 
so yeah, I think that this was very solid um, and a very important win for Otsky. Yeah, perfectly said, just top down, um, just a beautifully said sentiment. Um, yeah, you, you really need that sort of um, veteran put over match um, to really speak to who Otsky is as champion. And I like that um, we had that match and Minor just very, was very focused on giving I don't want to say formulaic, but I guess a, a classic sort of um, match where Otsuki kind of endures and survives and overcomes. And um, it it just, it felt good. And then, you know, when he sort of proposes and puts together this tournament, it feels like he's, he's the champion. He's the junior ace. He's the hero. Um, and you, you can really feel that. And just the whole, the whole situation, the whole scenario paints this picture of who Otsuki is and who Otsuki will become um, and should the company let him. And like I said it, and I said it before at this point, I really can't imagine the company not seeing that in him because he he really just, he shines. He does. Main event time and it was a world tag team title match. Swama and Kono defeated Shoto Oshino and Ruki Honda in 15 minutes and 39 seconds to become the new champions. Before I get into the match details, let me just tell you a little bit of history about Sawama and the tag belt. So he's a seven-time tag team champion. His first partner was Joe Dorian, who we all love, who's a former Triple Crown champion. Second was Suji Ishikawa, who was also a Triple Crown champion. Together, they were the Violent Giants, and they were a super successful tag team, very dominant. Next is Shoto Oshino, who was the ace of Wrestle 1 and rising up the ranks of World Japan. And now it's Kono, who looks like he doesn't even want to be there. <laughs> I'm not joking when I say I could not finish this match. I had to skip a lot of it because I was just so pissed off. If you like cheating and a ton of crap holds, you'll love this match. Voodoo Murder's bullshit was on full display here. I will say I did like GOA's comeback when the ref was down, but that's about it. Speaking of the ref, I feel mean saying this, but he just seemed so stupid. Taru walks into the ring, throws powder, and the referee is looking around like, where did that come from? Like, what's going on? That's when I had to turn off. I'm like, I cannot take this anymore. Oh, it just frustrated me so much. <laughs> Unfortunately, Swam is now declaring this is the beginning of a new Voodoo Murders chapter. And they start by kicking Minori out, even though he's probably the best member of the group. That's it. That's my hate for this match. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> No, I completely feel you. I mean, this was another super, super tough one. Rachel and I were talking about it in the days leading up to it. And we, I think we had both accepted this as the inevitable outcome. Mm-hmm. So it didn't hurt nearly as much and yet was still sort of frustrating. So I'll just start from the top. Um, <laughs> as far as the match goes, this was everything that we don't like about voodoo murder matches. Exactly as Jesse said, they're are moments in this where you can see how far Honda has also come in a year. He's remarkable. Ashino had great comeback moments in this. He's also remarkable, but it's the sheer volume of voodoo murders, like typical interference that is infuriating. And like Jesse mentioned, like the voodoo murder stuff makes the referees look so incompetent. And I get nuts over like the, the referees being compromised, but the referees are compromised almost all the time. Um, in these VDM matches, unless it's Kyohei Wada. So that's the tough thing. I did think it was nice to get Suwama and Ashino in a ring again too, if only because I feel like the runaway suplex ending stuff isn't quite resolved. So there's at least 
a storyline there loosely, but it just kind of kept happening. Like this match just kept happening. <laughs> and then they got rid of um, Minoru. And like, granted, like a lot of people like keep making comments about this, but like he, he has to go back to Glate. So like, I don't really like, <laughs> I'm not going to like hold this against anybody. Like the man has to go back to his job. So like, it is what it is. But yeah, I had accepted this as an inevitable in the days leading up to the match. It didn't make it feel any better though. Honda and Ashino like really should have been able to hold the belts until um, the winners of tag league, certainly um, that match. The only thing that's going to save this is if Jake and Yuma do end up winning tag league, because I've said it since Jake lost the triple crown to Suwama in July they were always going to get Jake back in front of Suwama because they are still in an ongoing story and Suwama stole the triple crown from him. If Jake and Yuma do win tag league and get the belt off them, I think it can work, but it feels like the same convoluted booking that results in Jake getting to win the triple crown and immediately losing the belt in order to get Kento coming into the Budokan as a baby face to fight Suwama for the belt. It's the same sort of backwards convoluted booking. So it's not great. This was not a good look. This was like one of two major not good looks in the month of October for this company. You know, I didn't even think about it that way, but you're right. Cause I, my comment was like, well, it makes sense because you know, we want, we want to get Suwama and Jake and have this big moment, but you know, you are entirely right that they are just sort of using Suwama as your big bad heel which you know that's perfectly fine but they are in the process doing some really wacky little things to get Suwama in that big bad heel position for the big you know baby face you know moment which you know god willing we're gonna have our big baby face moment with with Yuma and Jake but uh and, and we don't know that for certain but it does feel like we we're going that way. We don't. And, you know, we're, we're all at the mercy of, you know, these, these guys booking, but in the end, that is what makes sense. And that is how I made peace with this match, uh, which is saying a lot because there really isn't a whole lot in the match itself to make peace with. Um, watching this match, I just could not stop thinking, man, I cannot wait to hear everything Alicia has to say about these ref, like, this ref distractions <laughs> they were just because I mean Alicia's been complaining about it since day one uh if you you guys have been listening back but uh yeah it was it was just a, a dreadful little match with a uh understandable conclusion and that's about all I can really say is that it makes sense uh, but I like that you sort of pointed out that we've seen this before and we've seen this very recently that we're, we're doing things that make sense, but only in, in a convoluted sort of, sort of way. It's interesting. Cause like this never, this stuff never bothered me until Shiyazaki lost Tospo. I think it was like what he lost like wrestler of the year or something during yeah. his fourth GHC reign. And like, I never thought about those awards up until that point, but he had such a public reaction to losing that I suddenly um, realized that that stuff, I guess, matters to them more than I had um, ever really paid attention to or anticipated. But now all of a sudden I am very invested in Ashino mm -hmm. and Honda winning tag team of the year. Mm -hmm. And I'm, going to be fucking livid if they don't <laughs> win now because of the timing of when they lost and some of the other teams that might be up for consideration this year but I think that they have um, one of the strongest 
cases for winning tag team of the year. And I just like, I really wanted them to hold it through the, through tag league because the match, the match for after like post tag league won't really be until January, probably anyway. So I wanted them to hold it through the end of the year because that would help in my mind, it helps their case. So if they don't win, I'm going to be mad about an award once in my life. I agree with you. I really do. And it's okay. We can, we can say Sugira and Kojima uh, <laughs> as, as the, the competition that we're eyeing, we're side eyeing in the most vicious way possible. Cause man, if they get that, if they get that award, I'm going to be livid, but no, um, they, they really have, they've had an incredible year and it's hard to say what the editors are going to say in the back room of Tospo, you know, whatever. Um, once again, we are at their mercy, but um, they really are in contention, if not just unquestionably the tag team of the year, like the way that they've held those belts and the matches they've had and the, the energy and um, honestly, the dynamic that they formed out of probably the most bizarre circumstances possible um it just it it feels good it feels natural and and their work together is just fantastic so here's to their reign uh shame it ended the way it did shame it ended on the match it did but can't really complain about the reign itself uh jesse what are what are your thoughts on tokyo sports tag team of the year uh just clear something up for me sagira and kajima they've been wearing sunglasses as well lately yeah yeah yes so as long as a team who's been wearing sunglasses wins the award, I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, you Jessie. will be, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told you, I'm not lot, the biggest like, Honda fan. So she doesn't fine. care about Honda, damn it. Yeah, okay, but it's a, it's a lot I like why Suwama holding the belt is not great. Because like, Koj- it, like Kojima doesn't really need this anymore. He got the big accolades and Sugira doesn't need it. Okay, we can't, we can't We can't get into we're it. Done. We can't get into we're it. Done. It's we're not a show. We're done. All right. No, Gungir of Anarchy deserve it. And that's all there is to that. Next I'm match. I'm just saying <laughs> or Japan not winning so many awards. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Day four was on the 30th of October at Shinkiba. For the first time since 2020, All Japan Show had cheering. It added so much to the matches, the whole show vibe. It was absolutely wonderful. Black Menso Ray versus Izanagi ended in a 10-minute draw. Another match and another 10-minute draw between these two. But I really like this match. The crowd may be responsible for a lot of that. Izanagi teasing the kids who were cheering for Menso Ray was so fun and just so adorable. The most important moment of the match for me was when the crowd were able to shout, Kyohei for Kyohei Wada. Forget the crowd shouting wrestlers' names. This is what I wanted to hear. Yeah, this um this match really survived on the crowd. They really were the the third uh wrestler in this match, as far as I'm concerned. Um, they they told the whole story. I liked um that one fan that shouted Izanagi Kakui, which was really funny. Um, like Izanagi, you're so cool. Um, and he he sort of popped for that. But yeah, it was it was a fine match. It was another 10 minute draw between these two. But uh, otherwise, it was it was good to have that crowd and sort of um, the crowd warmed up the show <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, the crowd was the opener to that and having them shout Wada, you, you just can't compete with it. So it's a good feeling. Shirochara Ishino and Ricky Honda defeated Kaomore and Maso Inoue in seven minutes and 27 seconds. Ishino had his fancy red gear today and the crowd absolutely loved the Goa boys. I believe this is the first time 
these two have ever been in front of a crowd that were able to cheer since coming over to All Japan from Wrestle 1. This was basically a fun, harmless, quick match. I liked it. Loved the, gra- the crowd cheering for in a way. It was just very fun. Um, yeah, I, I really liked this match and I loved seeing the triumphant return of uh, Ashino's red trunks. It's always good to see them. I actually have no idea what happened to them. I know he lost them at one point, but it was very good to see them back. Um, yeah, match was fun. It was breezy. Crowd loved it. I'm going to say that the entire show, but uh, the, the crowd loved it. So yeah, I enjoyed this match. Honda and Takao are always so entertaining. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was funny when Takao sprayed Honda with the like, um, or maybe he sprayed Ashino. He got one of them with like the spray that they use on like injured body parts. The cold spray. Yeah. yeah, the cold spray. He got one <laughs> of them like at the very end of the match because Ashino grabbed the cold spray and was spraying like like Inoue for him. Like it was so like random. <laughs> um, and then like Takao stole the can out of his hands and and sprayed I think either him or Honda but it was funny I enjoyed it Hokuto Amare defeated Yusuke Kodama in six minutes and 48 seconds this was another uh, really good match I like this one as well they didn't take it easy on each other just because they were all tagging partners they went all for it and it made for some really enjoyable wrestling yeah I loved the I love this match a lot this is like a great match there was like such drama on the handshake from these guys the crowd and I ate this up Kodama remains a man of only scary topes. Yeah, this was like a good little match. Um, I really loved this. Hakuto Mori continues to impress. Just a, a good like little like minus seven banger. The Goro TV title match was next. Toshizo defeated Maso Hanabata, Bomino Sego Tachibana in 10 minutes. The last show in this one, Tachibana stepped up to another level. He's looking so much better in the ring. And the day I thought would never come here is finally here. I will praise Toshizo. He was great in this match. He was just so much fun, really. I really like this match. And Toshizo doesn't have to cheat to win while Suama does. So I think Toshizo is secretly the best Voodoo Murders member. I don't even think it's a secret. I think he's straight up the, the best one. And he's and I think actually like power level wise, he's like right there with Suama. He might even be like technically better than him. But um. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm glad you're finally aboard the uh, the wagon. We're now all all in the same boat here. We just need to get you on the Honda train and we're good. So uh, <laughs> no, uh, this this match was fun. I, I thought uh, I thought it was very good. I thought uh, Hanabata, I guess, <laughs> Hanabata, Tachibana, I thought he did a very, very good job. And like you said, he's only been improving. So it's just been, uh, it's been a nice breezy little, He's a little match. I really enjoyed this too. I mean, I think that Toshizo is the ace of Voodoo Murders by like a big <laughs> stretch right shot. now. Um, and like Tachibana, whatever fucking name he's using right now, he's just um, he's just extraordinary. So yeah, this was just a fun little match, a great defense for Toshizo to rack up. Yeah, just just another really good match to watch. Next up, we have the All-Asia Tag Team titles. Yoshitatsu and Tajiri defeated Dan Tamura and Ikara Sato in 10 minutes and 51 seconds. I was really enjoying this show up until now. All the matches have been fun. I was even praising Voodoo Murder members. And then they had to give Tatsu and Tajiri the belts. This was fine, but just the ending really just disappointed me. The belt swap shouldn't have happened, especially since Tajiri and Tatsu are really a nothing team. They just formed out of nowhere. 
like Manso Ray and Izanagi were out to challenge next. So this is just one of those things mm-hmm. where there is no sense to it. There's no logic. There's nothing to it that drives the company forward. There is literally no reason for this title switch. It is an absolute shame. That's literally all it is. I knew the result going in and was already sad about it because I had seen it before I went to bed because I wasn't watching live. But seeing that Dan even got like misted really made it all feel even shittier. I don't know if they think that that somehow like protects Dan. Like the only reason why he lost is because he got misted. It's not like he lost clean. These things don't fucking help anyone. No one is clamoring in the year 2022 for a Tajiri or Yoshitatsu tag or singles reign of anything. No one's asking for this. This doesn't help anyone. This doesn't help the company. This is just a fucking shame. Yeah, that's it. That, I mean, that's that's it. Uh, it contrasts really starkly to the unfortunate title change that we just saw, you know, right before, which you know was was disappointing. Um, but it made some narrative sense. This doesn't make any narrative sense. There's nothing, nothing we need here. I had been talking to Alicia about this because I I did watch it unspoiled and I was um, taken aback because like I said, I thought this was going to be a throwaway defense to sort of rack them up. And I thought that um, they were going to elevate the all Asia tag titles, much like Toshizo is currently elevating the the Gaura um, title. So I, I, you know, it was pretty optimistic and that finish just, I don't like missed, I don't like missed finishers. I think they're cheap. I think it looked geeky. I don't think it made either team look good. And, um, and that's a shame because they definitely really uh, wanted to. And this is also something Alicia and I were talking about. They definitely wanted to highlight Dan, that Dan and Sato went to this match trying to highlight Dan. And that just didn't execute well, especially in the finish there. And it's just, I didn't like it. I didn't like any real part of the match itself, but it's really the outcome that um, that really, really holds this one down. Naoya Nomura defeated Yuma Anzai in six minutes and 43 seconds. The fans were absolutely going crazy for Anzai. It really surprised me how little the fans were cheering for Nomura. Anzai was just so impressive here, just like every other match. He got so much offense in and even some really close near falls. Nomura offered a handshake and Anzai accepted. Backstage, Nomura said he has his sights set on another Triple Crown match and a World Tag Team title match, but he hasn't named a partner yet. Yeah, there there really is few things a crowd loves more than a super rookie, um, which is always just really fun. You you see it um, now with the DDT um, cheering shows. They, they go really, really loud for their trainees there too. And so I wasn't surprised. Um, to hear everyone just go nuts for Anzai, but it definitely shows that um, this sort of path that they're putting Anzai on is working and is connecting with the crowd. I really like it. Um, and it's it's good to sort of see the results of that and also to expect big things from him coming up soon. Uh, so that that was just, I guess, very, um, very optimistic, very heartening to see. I liked it. Um, I thought the match was good. Yeah, it was, um, it wasn't the best match on this card. I was actually... A little more excited for it than I I guess it sort of paid off um 
but it, it it worked for me. It was it was all right. Like I said, I think the the big highlight of this was seeing the crowd really just react to Anzai. I thought this was great. It's just like Anzai, yeah. the super rookie, continues his whirlwind tour of literally every single match scenario this company can think to throw at him. Yep. And it was very very solid. Anzai doesn't lose a step in taking this kind of loss from um, Naoya, who was on point here. Naoya is interesting because he like shook Anzai's hand and helped him up. And that's like very much, I think, like a, a bit of a mood switch from him. And it plays into, I think, something that happens later that I'm really stressed out about, which I'm sure we'll talk about um, in a little <laughs> bit. Stormer, Jun Saito, and Rei Saito defeated Jake Lee, Suji Ishikawa, and Ryo Inoue in 14 minutes. The massive amount of love Jake got just warmed my heart. We've said it before, and I'll say it again. Jake is the second most popular wrestler only behind Kento. I'll be honest, because I was writing this at the same time I was watching it, sometimes I got Jake and Jun mixed up since they kind of look similar from the back. It's so Even true. at one point. At one point, I thought, like, why is Ray pinning his brother? Then I realized, oh, no, that's not his brother. That's Jake. I am also happy to report that everyone is still doing the Jake being a gun spot, which I absolutely love. In terms of wrestling, this was good. The slap contest between Suji and Ray was really brutal, especially the first slap done by Suji. The main unit had some really nice teamwork. And at this point, I feel like he could just bump Inoue into the main event unit. Like, he just fits perfectly, I reckon. The final two in the ring were Suama and Inoue. They had a really good exchange with a couple of flash pins, followed by Suama basically taking Inoue's head off with a lariat. After the match, Suama got on the mic and said to Suji that his sister, Mayumi Ozaki from Oz Academy, wants him to go to hell on the 25th of December. Suama, Ozaki, Amaya, Yukihi wants to make you cry like a boy. You pick anyone you like. Suji replied that any wrestler with Ma are horrible. I will make you all cry like kids. This could be where we get our first look at Evo Girls in the ring. And I am very excited for this match. At first, I was actually confused as to why um, Ozaki, when Alicia actually sent us uh, the video on group chat, I was really confused as to why she was like sort of calling out Shuji Ishikawa. But then when you mentioned that this could be uh, the Evolution Girls sort of debut, pre-debut uh, match, then it then it all started to click together. So I think you're on to something there, but, but we'll see. And it, it's definitely interesting. It's definitely going to be fun. And um, I think Ozaki, Sawama, and um, Yukihi are going to be a really good like trio together. They're going to have quite the aesthetic. So it's, it's going to be a good one. I enjoyed a lot of this. It was really fun to hear a crowd get behind Jake again and to see him enjoying himself. The Saitos were not bad at all in this. Anyway, I think stole the show once again. He had mm-hmm. such an incredible <laughs> little closing stretch with Suwama that the crowd like really got into every moment of. I might have even believed for a moment he was about to get a flash pin on Suwama. That was how believable that sequence was. It was actually awesome to see him work against Suwama like that and just just do so well and really hold his own in that. So this worked in a, in a big way. Kento Mihara and Rising Hayato defeated Yuma Aoyagi and Asuki Aoyagi in 18 minutes. I thought this was fantastic. It was just so much fun. I had a smile on my face from start to finish. Kento, Hayato, and the Aoyagis were really hyped up by the live crowd and they really played it up. They really went in for it. Kento basking in the Kento chants like they were charging him up. It was just great wrestling by all four men. 
At the end of the match, Kento asked the audience who the best in the match was, and they answered Hayato, which really disappointed him. <laughs> yeah, this this match was it. <laughs> this this was a um, house show uh, match. I think uh, Alicia said it. This was the house show match we've all been waiting for and wanting. Um, it was just great. It was a, it was a great vibe, and I do want to point out that when Kento's theme started, but Kento wasn't out yet, the crowd started chanting Hayato's name to the theme, to the tune. And that was wild to me. It was insane to me to hear somebody chanting for Hayato over Kento of all people. But then, you know, Kento came out and the whole crowd just completely took off um, as, as is correct and as is good. Um, yeah, like, it's just, it's good. All, all four men are just beloved by the crowd and they felt it. They felt that energy and um, they were all having a really, really good time in that ring against each other. Uh, I want to point out just like Otsuki and Hayato's like, exchanges and moments in this match and Otsuki's like facial expressions, especially are something I just really want people to, to keep a lookout for because um, you're beginning to really feel some heat in their rivalry. And, um, and it, it's, you know, it's always had a lot of really good, strong chemistry, but um, just those moments of frustration and annoyance at Hayato's antics. And, and it's just, it's, it's getting good, you guys, it's getting good. So um, I really liked it. Yeah, this was like tremendous. I think I had told Rachel that this was like, just a how show main up to par with the standard that had been set for this year. So yeah. that was exciting. The crowd being so feral for Hayato was just really cool to all the reasons that we've said this entire yeah. show for him to go from that disappointing title challenge with Sugi to the crowd on this show. Like he was the most over man on the card. I think he was a little bit blown away by He looked that. like he was about to cry. Yeah. He looked a little <laughs> yeah. bit overwhelmed was, at the he end. He was stumbling through his, his words. Yeah. I was just very proud of him. Just very, very proud. So that was really cool, but this was like, this was fun. This is everything that you'd ever want. They hit every single note you'd want them to hit in an extreme versus extreme main event. The shenanigans in the beginning with like Yuma, like really getting the crowd going and doing like all his rolls and almost eating shit on one of his flips. And then <laughs> Kento needing to go hit the bell to pull focus again. Cause like, God forbid, but like, <laughs> like that stuff is just so fun. And so like, all Japan main event type of house show shenanigans and it's just fantastic but yeah what a fun match to end the October tour on this was easily one of my favorites too of the month it's just it was just a good time and to have the crowd be so loud for these guys the whole time and to be doing like the kendo uh cheers again like that was just so fucking cool to hear after two years of not being able to have that stuff we now move on to October moments Congratulations to Suwama, who celebrates his 18th debut anniversary this month. Yoshitatsu celebrates his 20th, and Takao Omori celebrates his 30th. Also, Omori's debut date is the same day as his birthday, which is very cute. Izanagi, under his Osaka Pro persona, Tiger Masks, has won the Osaka Pro 10-zone tournament. He will now face former All Japan wrestler Zeus for Osaka Pro's top title. All Japan held their annual medical checkup. I feel like most of the wrestlers who took photos in the waiting room did the Kento pose, which is sitting up straight, hands on the knees and looking forward just like into the void or something. The pictures were very funny and I want you to go check them out. They're great. Jake Lee, Yuma Oyagi, Asuki Oyagi, Kento Mihara and Rising Hayato all participated in Halloween photo shoot 
the photos are absolutely amazing, especially Kento with a pumpkin. It just makes me laugh so much. They're on the shop. If you have a chance to buy them, buy them. Nayu Nomura approached Yuma after his match on day four and asked to tag with him once again on the 26th of December at a capture show. This is the thing that's stressing me out. Yeah. I was going to say, come on, Alicia. I know you got a take. I want to hear it. Yeah. Oh, this is stressing me out so much. It's always fucking Yuma. I don't know. It's so interesting. I just feel like we don't even really know what Hantai is yet. We still got to get through tag league with him and Jake. We have we don't really know what's going on with like Jake and uh, Nawia. There's still probably lots of tension there. So Yuma being backstage by himself, shaking hands with Nawia makes me feel a little weird because we don't know what that's going to be. When people say like, this is going to be a one night only thing, trust it because we also <laughs> heard that voodoo merge was going to be a one night only thing. And that's turned into like a fucking several months long thing. So I'm just a little nervous, just nervous. Yeah, that's, we talked about this uh, earlier, but that that's, I think both of us immediately were like one night only, really? We've heard that one before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, it's been several nights um, now. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I'm gonna, because it's a produced show, I feel a little more confident that it's gonna be one night only, but we'll, we'll see. And that's one where we'll have to try to catch it live because capture yeah. is difficult to difficult to watch and there's no like uh, on demand, so to speak. So what's coming up in November? November is the start of Tag League and Junior Battle of Glory. The teams for Tag League are Shoto Oshino and Ruki Honda, Kento Mihara and Takuya Nomura, Jake Lee and Yuma Aoyagi, Suwama and Kono, Jun and Rei Saito, Koji Doi and Kuma Arashi, Suji Ishikawa and Cyrus, Yuji Nagata and Yuma Anzai. The participants for Junior Battle of Glory are Asuki Oyagi, Hokuto Omori, Dan Tamura, Rio Inoue, Hikaru Sato, and Rising Hayato. So do we have a prediction who will win each tournament? For me, Tag League, I really think it'll be Jake Lee and Yuma. So they're my guess for that. For Junior Battle of Glory, I can go a bunch of different ways. I think in my heart, I want it to be Hakuto Mori, but I think it would also make sense if uh, Hikaru Sato won because Sato and Atsuki have this like storyline that is just hanging in the air. And I think that that is going to end up being a very important defense for Atsuki. I can't say whether they'll do it now and do it earlier in the rain or wait but I think I wouldn't be surprised if Sato got to win. And then, then we finally got that like really important, like title match between those two. So that's where I'm at with junior battle of glory. That's interesting. I actually did not think about Sato, but you're hundred percent correct that we could finally, finally get that payoff um, on that little storyline. And uh, yeah, yeah. Jake and Yuma, it, it just has to be in my heart. It really does. Uh, for Junior Battle of Glory, I do like the Sato suggestion. I was thinking Dan, honestly, would be really cool. After after the loss, I kind of really want that. <laughs> after the All-Asia, I, j- I just want to see him win a tournament and, and have that moment in the sun. I think that would be wonderful. Um, barring that, Hokuto Mori was my instinct pick because I think that would be cool to sort of um, 
put their early sort of the, we're building sort of a tag team with them and sort of be cool to put that to the test and then see what happens afterwards. What about you, Jesse? For the junior tournament, my first thought was Hokuto Amore. I think he's my first pick. And if I have a second pick, it would be uh, Hikaru Sato. And for the tag tournament, I'm not 100% sure because my only thinking is Jake's come second to every single tournament this year. Is this another time when he's going to come second? I want them to win. Of course, I want Jake and Newman to win. They seem like the best team to win. So I will go with them. Question time. Xavi asks, if they go forward with a full-on junior round-robin tournament, pick six more juniors to join the six that already came out. People from other partner companies allowed. I'm going to disappoint you here. I only thought of one person. There's only one person that I want in this tournament, and it's Fumonori Abe. That's it. That's my answer. Full stop. Good choice. Good choice. Um, I've been M-Pro brained lately, so I'll say Rui Higaji I think would be cool. I like him. He's got a cool elbow drop. That's all I got for you. My answer is Yoshinobu Kanemaru. There you go. That's that's three of the six out of it. Yeah, you wanted six, we gave you three. Yeah, Yeah. we we met you halfway. You can do the rest, Sabi. Dark Whalebone Ox, which are your favorite entrance themes for All Japan wrestlers? Toshizo. Toshizo has the same energy as Nosawa's. And say what you want about Nosawa, he has like a perfect theme. He does. Same energy on those themes. Yeah, it makes me groove every time I groove. Um, and then Kento's always makes me makes me groove. I love that song. It's just good for my brain. I have to say non booty murder swama. I just love his theme so much. Yeah. It's just it is all Japan his theme. That's what I think all Japan sounds like is Swama's theme. That's hard because all Japan is is made up of only kind of awesome themes, but Kento has a fantastic theme, Yuma. Suwama's themes, both of them are excellent. His new Voodoo Murders one, but also his original theme. Now his old theme is great. Ian Graham says, do you think this reign of Kento will be a long one lasting most of the next year or a short ending in late winter, early spring? I don't know. I feel like every Kento reign should be long. Like it just feels like it doesn't really matter how... um, how many times he holds the belt it should be an ace run every time he just has that energy he has that ability so um like i said i can't predict what old men in a back room are going to write down in the little book but uh in my in my heart he's going to have a really nice run i think the earliest he could lose it would be early spring or early autumn here to whoever wins champion carnival but for me that would be like the earliest he could lose it i want him to have a longer reign Okay. Both of you are much more optimistic than me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I have anything. Like I have a hard time like predicting this stuff because Mm -hmm. it all comes down to what men in back rooms write into little books. Right. But while I would like it to go on for quite a while, as long as Jesse is suggesting and him not losing until after champion carnival, I'm not that optimistic. I think he'll lose earlier in the new year. Do you think he'll lose in January, the first offense? Ooh. God, I hope not. That would suck. I don't know. It's possible. I think he'll certainly hold it through Christmas mania, whatever they're calling it. Can't lose on Christmas. <laughs> right, because will, will Kento have a chance at another defense before the end of the year? 
I don't think so. You don't think so, right? Yeah. Because the yes. next big defense is either day one or day two of the year. Okay. Right. So he has the opportunity to lose it then. He could. He really could. I think it'll be a, a shorter reign than maybe some people are anticipating. But I'm not, I don't know. I'm just not that optimistic he'll he'll hold it for very long. A question. And I think there is really only one answer to this. Who do you think Kento will face in January for the Triple Crown? Because he has no challenges so far. I liked the suggestion Jonathan had with Takio Nomura. I think that's the only right answer. I think Nomura will slap him in one of the tag league matches and say, I want that belt. Because he did say it all the way back in Champion Carnival. So he's been wanted it since March or April, whenever he said that. Yeah, that would be the most like fun one and also the odds of him beating kento are so low so that would be a that would be a defense where kento would get by one last thing before we wrap up we were lucky enough to interview cyrus who just completed one tour with all japan and will start his second very soon when tagli begins if you haven't listened to the interview yet make sure you do it was a lot of fun and cyrus was wonderful and had some great answers about his work with all japan and a bunch of other stuff all Japan can be watched at AJPW.tv for 900 yen a month. They have a mix of live and video-on-demand shows, with video-on-demand uploaded the day after it was filmed and on some rare occasions the day of. Thank you for listening and supporting Talking Triple Crown. You can find me on Twitter at SisterJessie and RealRoad72. You can find me, Alicia, at Kai with two eyes, and both of us, me and Rachel, at Kickout299. And you can find me, Rachel, at Milky Star. That's M-I-I-K-Y Star. Please make sure you give us a follow on your preferred platform of choice for how you listen to podcasts. And please, if you like what you've been hearing, give us a five-star review. It helps people find us and therefore it'll help us grow Talking Triple Crown and also Kick Out, which would be a massive help to us. So thank you very much in advance. Thank you for listening once again, and we'll see you soon for Tag League.